0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews.
1: You just found the most downloaded fitness, health, entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. Right in today's episode, we answered live callers questions. So people called in and we helped them out on air. But that was after our intro portion, which was 45 minutes long. That's where we talk about studies and Current events and family life and stuff like that. By the way, check the show notes. There's timestamps there. You can click on one to go to your favorite parts. Also, if you want to be on an episode like this one, email us at live at mindpumpmedia.com. Now, this episode is brought to you by some sponsors. The first one is NCI, one of the best certification courses for online coaches and trainers. It's exceptional. It's one of the only ones we work with. And right now, they're giving away a scholarship, a full ride scholarship to all of their programs. Here's how you can enter. Go to ncimindpump.com forward uh, slash scholarship. This episode is also brought to you by Seed. This is the world's best, most um, effective probiotic ever. It's the best. It's the best one I've ever tried. I've used a lot of them. It's the only probiotic we work with. Go check them out. Go to seed.com forward slash mindpump. Use the code mindpump and get 30% off your first month's order. We're also running a sale this month. We put together some workout program bundles for January, and we discounted them by $300 to $350. Huge discounts. Here's what they are. We have the new to weightlifting bundle. We have the body transformation bundle. We have the new year extreme intensity bundle and the body transformation bundle 2.0. You can find all of those at mapsjanuary.com. All right, here comes the show.
2: T-shirt time! And it's t-shirt time. Ah, shit, Doug. You know it's my favorite time of the week. Six winners this week. Three for Apple Podcasts, three for Facebook. The Apple Podcast winners are Bon Bonds Army, Tyson Junkers, and J. Mac Nuggets. For Facebook, we have Ryan Lowe, Susan Kuhn Newton, and Jacob Smith. All six of you are winners. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Include your shirt size and your shipping address. And we'll get that shirt right out to you.
1: Look, if you're trying to get in shape, if you're trying to lose weight, be more fit, get stronger. There's one thing you can do that will guarantee results better than anything else. In other words, the most effective thing you can do to help yourself get in shape is the following. Hire a good trainer or coach. Nothing comes close to hiring a good trainer or coach, nothing at all. So if you're serious about your goals, if you really want to get to those results and you want to keep them, look for a good trainer or coach. Worth is, their weight in gold. Oh, is, yeah. is that on the upward
3: trend or no? What do you mean? I wonder where we're at, yeah, right now in terms of people uh, uh, you know, hiring personal trainers.
4: Yeah, like I felt like um, early 2000s, we went through kind of a boom, at least I felt like. All like the, online maybe? Yeah, just in general period
1: like oh, I, at the gyms you're right well just period right yeah.
4: so I, in in early 2000s there was a, a big boom in fact in the Silicon valley where we're at and where we we um you know we started as personal trainers it was almost like a um i don't know cliche a thing to say right like uh, i have a personal trainer oh, you know, yeah. have, like it became like this like but, an
3: accessory or something yeah like
4: yeah it. like it was a cool thing right cuz you know the, the dot com bubble was was exploding and you had a, a lot of people that were making money fast and the, and that was the the rise i think of of gyms gyms and personal trainer culture and and before the fitness industry was labeled as the fitness industry and so and then it kind of burst you know after like the 0708 uh time and then um since then it feels like it's been on this slow climb back and well, so i'm just curious
1: it's grown year after year um, consistently consistently uh since the the mid 90s uh you know i i want to be You know, I want to kind of clarify by the way, a good trainer or coach is worth their weight in gold. Good being the important word here because not all trainers and coaches are created equal. A bad trainer or coach is going to be a waste of time and money, might actually uh, set you back. But yeah, it's grown.
4: Yeah, but Doug just pulled up a stat that's pretty weak.
1: No, you can look up uh, Ursha. Ursha will have stats or personal training. What a, um,
4: do you see? What that's how that's written. That's such a funny growth. So, yeah, it's like such in a ten-year period of time. Yeah, ten-year yeah. period of time for so one percent a year, basically, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now yeah. I I do remember because I started in gyms in the late nineties and the revenue that gyms were bringing in for personal training was nothing. Compared to where it got, like within three or
4: four. Also years. the yeah. uh, the percentage. So we used to. I remember early days too. This is talking back late '90s, early 2000s. We used to keep track. The company used to keep track of what percentage of the population are we penetrating. Yeah, like and it was a it was like four percent when yeah. I first started. It was such a small number. I believe that's like over a quarter now. Um, but I don't. I haven't. I haven't kept up with those stats. Like I don't know if. The industry is growing that fast. Based on what Doug just pulled up, that's not very fast. No, one percent a year is pretty pretty steady. No, slow and steady.
1: Trainers are getting better, though. I will say that. And I um, wonder
4: if that if that is like referring to just personal trainers in gyms, because now we have the explosion of internet coaches that that didn't exist. You know, just ten years ago, and yeah, you
1: would. I don't even think they call online coaches personal trainers, right? So, um, fitness instructors. What would you call them? Fitness coaches. Yeah. How would you classify all? I of think them?
3: they would call him a fitness coach. Yeah,
1: but I mean, it's more. People you know, it'd be a know better the value a little bit more now because you know, would be a better
4: person to ask or people to talk to is NASM. Mm-hmm. So talking yeah. about how we're looking to be working with NASM in the future, and they would be a great like just to show enrollment. How many people are going getting certified yeah, through the NASM? Real trends today versus say ten years ago. And I'm pretty sure there's been massive growth for them. I mean, well, I, I,
1: like I said, revenue-wise, I remember working in a big box gym. That same gym started with, when I started there in 1997. The goal for the club was $13,000 in revenue a month. That same club, same location, and everything, you know, just four or five years later was doing over $100,000 in personal training. Jim um, started to catch on and see that this was – a valuable way to keep members and build value. And I do think it did start to reverse though for a second, because then they got in that kind of price war, right? Where it's like, let's see how cheap we can make our memberships and make it so inexpensive that people keep their membership, but don't show up. Yeah. And we, you know, we profit off that nonetheless, like if you're, it's getting fit, losing weight, uh, it's complicated. It's challenging. Mm -hmm. And the data's like proves this. like, if you look at the data, about 90% of people who lose weight gain it back within the first year. People lose weight all the time. So it's not as simple as people think. It's very challenging. And you having someone there to guide you along the way, I, I mean, can you think of, if you, if you had to almost guarantee somebody got fit and healthy, obviously you can't guarantee it, right? Because there's going to be lots of challenges. Is the person going to follow along? Is it going to work for them? What's their lifestyle like? All that stuff. But if you had to like, okay, if someone said, Pick the most sure way for these people to get fit and healthy, and you could choose any method. It'd be a, a good trainer or coach. Do you think nothing comes close? Do you think yeah. the space hands down
4: oversimplifies or overcomplicates getting in shape?
1: Oh God, what a great question! I think they try. They think they do both. Okay, it's a good
4: answer because I, I feel yeah. the same way too. I feel yeah. like we live at both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's you're either one, either one. We overcomplicate it to, to try and oversell ourselves, right? Yes. Like, you need me. This is way too difficult. You you know, it'd be dangerous to do it without me. There's that side. And then there's the oversimplification <coughs> of just like, a calorie is a calorie. And as long as you abide by the law of dynamics, you'll be fine. You'll get in shape. Like, just go in and do some exercises. Make some movement. Make yeah. some better food choices. It's easy. I, I feel like it's, <coughs> it's, I bo- the, it's both those worlds. I
1: think the oversimplification mainstream is more like, uh, don't eat carbs or just eat this. Mm -hmm. or just do this new workout plan and it's going to make you lose weight. The complicated part is that people hear so many of these oversimplified messages. They don't know which one to pick Mm -hmm. and then they get confused. Well, these people say it's carbs. These people say it's fat. Wait a minute. I'm supposed to go vegan. These people say strength train, but how should I strength train? Well, there's CrossFit, there's powerlifting, there's this, but what about cardio? And so, (laughs) This is where a coach is so valuable because it needs to be an
3: individualized experience. And this is where, like, yeah, I do think you're going to get both ends of those spectrums otherwise because you have systems and you have methods that they try to (laughs) capture – big swaths of the population, big (coughs) groups of people to all kind of funnel them in that direction. Or the other one is just like, Oh, it's really simple. You just need to take a few of these uh, steps and just lower your calories. Like eat, eat less and just move more. And it's like, that only goes so far.
1: You know, this reminds me of when I was a kid, uh, I got into martial arts. I thought it was so cool. I used to watch these, like all these martial art movies. And I went to the library and I got books on Kung Fu, Taekwondo, Muay Thai, and I had a cousin who was a black belt in uh, what was he karate, and he looked at the books and he laughed at me and he goes, "You'll never learn martial arts that way." I'm like, "What do you mean? The moves are right there? I <laughs> it's right the moves. here in the book." Yeah. <laughs> so this is this yeah. is what people and that's even uh, and that's kind of a good analogy, right? It's like, uh-huh. um, oh, exercises. I'll just do the exercises, or I'll just, like, no, no, it's a journey. Think about it this way: the way you're living now <clears throat> is the reason why you you look and feel the way you look and feel right now. In order to look and feel the way you want to, that means the way you, have, you live has to change. So 30-pound <clears throat> leaner version of you who's stronger and more fit, who goes to the gym, let's say, three days a week or does all these things, that's not the same person fundamentally. Not having a guide help you get a, go there dramatically <laughs> increases the challenge and the difficulty. What person or what <clears throat> client has the hardest time understanding this? What
4: person or what client? What type of what type of person has the hardest time
1: understanding that? God, that's a good question. Uh, men generally are tougher, um, and younger uh, people tend to have a—they're less likely, I'd say, to hire a trainer. I mean,
4: I know I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, I think that's why it's so funny too that most. Male fitness influencers appeal to other young male fitness influencers. It's a terrible business model. Yeah,
3: it is. It's very short lived.
4: (laughs) It's so funny because I, you know, it's like I want to shake them all and wake them up. It's like, hey, bro, the, the take your shirt off with the cool hype videos behind you and doing stuff like that. Like, you know, you're only attracting all the other 17 to 25 year old guys that don't spend any money. And right? they leave you and you have to keep doing don't it to get t- the new ones all coming the, All in. the, all the 75, 17 to 25 yeah. year old guys that don't have any money and don't want to take direction from anybody. You know, that's who you're attracting, right? Know. <laughs> you
3: know, remember when we used to give away, like, I don't know, it was a five session, first like few sessions you give away for free, yeah. you know, and then, I remember like trying to convince like guys to, well, you know, why don't you just, try? I know you have your program, your routine that you do in here, just give it a shot. Like you could not get guys to, to go, you know, yeah and make that step or like commit to that. It was just like, it was, it was always frustrating to me, but then I I understood. Yeah. It's, it's that age group. And it's, it's like, you, you have this like idea that you have all these things figured out. yeah I and, like, mean,
4: men in general, right. We, yeah. I mean, they know, I think they've done stuff. I mean, so, you know, if they've done, uh, studies and stuff on this. I'm like, we just don't ask for direction. Yeah, yeah, too. I mean, just it's, and that's exactly what that is. I mean, that's like, that's no different than pulling over yeah. and going to a gas station and picking up a map. So
1: it's yeah. like admitting, yeah, you need <clears throat> help. You know, yes. It's like, oh, I don't want to admit Heaven that. Heaven forbid we yeah. do that, right? After, you know, it, that's totally true. Um, it's definitely more challenging, but I think as people get older, generally, if you look at the, and also the cost of personal training, right? Hiring a trainer a coach is a lot more expensive than just getting a gym membership or buying a supplement or, you know trying to follow a diet you know plan from the internet or something like that but so you're going to get an older clientele there asking directions to the other part but when i talk to people about the cost of training it's like this it's like you're almost guaranteed to fail otherwise so however much money and i know people are like you know, maybe watching and say no you know i've done this before well, where you're look where you're at now you've done it and you're back right Real success with this means it sticks with you for the rest of your life. Not that you can do it when you do it, and then you can't do it for some reason. Well, then you go
4: back. It's because what you're really what you're paying for is education, education, guidance. Yeah, I mean leadership. that's that that's so invaluable. I mean when yeah. you when you go through that process. Now, granted, we're assuming you have a good coach and trainer, right? Yeah. I mean, because you could hire a bad one, but if you get a good coach and trainer, whether that's five sessions you do with them or fifty sessions with them, it's all. Education around you understanding better how your metabolism works, um, what are proper macros for your body, what exercises work or don't work for you, aches and pains you may have, how to address when to take the next
1: steps, yeah, not to take them, yeah,
4: how to to manage intensity, how how to prioritize the big rocks like sleep and recovery and other things Mm -hmm. besides just hammering your body inside the gym. There's so many things that. Um, yeah, You'll learn going through that process. And really. what's
1: crazy is that the the there, there's definitely a, a part of this that you're you know you want a good trainer to know biomechanics, anatomy, exercise, and program design and that kind of stuff. and they'll learn that with good certifications. But there's more than just that, right? You want you want to ha- work with someone who knows how to coach you along yeah. the way because it's challenging. Troubleshoot with you. Yeah, so like uh, NCI does a good job with that. They teach their coaches and trainers like how to coach and train people and work with people. Um, you know, We're going to be doing that for a few days for free um, or we're going to work with coaches and trainers and teach them the, the stuff that we saw that really made trainers effective and successful. That's at uh, mindpumptrainer.com if you're a trainer. Um, but – the stuff that I used to teach trainers and coaches to help them become more successful, it often wasn't the, you know, nuts and bolts of workouts and, you know, macros and stuff like that. It was more about like, how do you guide yeah. someone along this path? Cause it's tough. It's tough to make these the changes. Behavioral thing. Yeah. The behavioral stuff. right? Well, the but,
4: application. I mean, that's what, I mean, you yes. mentioned NCI. I mean, that was one of the things yes. that we always said that was one of our favorite things about Jason and his team was that, I mean, he he had a, a great understanding uh, uh, on an academic level as far as around nutritionists so like with that, but he had an even better understanding as a coach on how to apply that yeah. information to average people, which is the same journey that we went through as as trainers inside the gym. Is like It's important to have all that knowledge. Like Obviously, you need to be able to answer a lot of these questions that people have and, and, and that education is super important. But if you can't get people to adhere to it or you don't know how to pivot... Uh, you know, with all the challenges that you're going to have with every individual, then what's it all worth? Totally.
1: I, ha- I I even would talk to people uh, or members like this because you know hiring a trainer, let's say on average, depending on where you're in the country, it might cost you I don't know sixty dollars an hour, let's say. And I would you know we would talk about this. And if you got a trainer for six, ten sessions, I mean, it's six hundred dollars for some for a lot of people. That's real expensive. So I'd say things like this. I'd say you know you're going to get way more value out of working with a trainer even once a month for 60 bucks than you will with anything else you can spend 60 bucks on. Like think of anything you can spend 60 bucks on for health and fitness. Protein
4: powder. Nothing.
1: Pre-workout. Nothing. Nothing comes close to one hour with a good coach or trainer once a month. Now that's not ideal. Ideally you want to see them weekly.
4: See, I've always found that the psychology around that's so interesting to me is like how quick we are. I mean, what is the supplement industry? It's a billion, -billion multi-billion dollar industry. It's so crazy how quickly we would, we would buy a, a powder that is supposed to give us X, I, Y, or Z. I
1: remember one time, sure. I, I've told this story before. <clears throat> I was doing body fat tests at one of the clubs I was managing. And this woman comes up and I'm testing her body fat. She wanted to lose weight. And I remember I, I went with, I, I think the at the time, because they do the measurements different now, but it was bicep, tricep, subscapula, which is by the shoulder blade and then right above the hip bone. Yeah, that we still do those, right? So I'm doing them all and I got to the tricep measurement. And the tricep measurement was half of the bicep measurement. That's weird. You guys yeah, know that. Unusual. That never happens. Never happens. A Triceps always more body fat than the bicep. So I did that and I looked at the, I did it a few times and I said, that's weird. And she goes, what? And I said, your tricep measurement is leaner than your bicep. I said, that never happened. She goes, oh, I had liposuction, liposuction yeah. years ago. Now, at this point, she, she was interested in personal training because she needed to lose. I don't remember what it was. It was substantial, 40 or 50 pounds. She had spent. I mean, how much do you think liposuction oh, costs? Yeah. Tens of thousands. Right? Tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Had she invested that in a good coach or trainer, it, she would have not been in that position. And that's yeah. a, that's the value that people. I know that, place that's on it. so 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 crazy. To me.
4: It's so it's so much. E- it would be easier for me to sell. A stack of powders and pills for five or six hundred bucks, and totally. would be to sell ten sessions of personal training, totally. which is mm-hmm. crazy to think that. And do you, do you think it's because maybe one of
1: them because, they know that it requires some? Yes, work. as you say, <laughs> yeah, I think it has, has to be.
4: It has to be that mm-hmm. you know that hiring the trainer is not like it's not a, a pill you just take. It's I'm going to have to put the work in. I'm going to have to mm-hmm. show up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to learn. I'm going to have to listen. Yeah. I'm going to have to apply. Where it's like, oh, but if you give me this stack of powders and pills, all I have to do is take them. Take them. Just take them. Yeah. Yeah. And I can do that. That's easy, right? And so isn't that weird how that how that works So, Like how people would 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 quickly buy or spend five to six hundred bucks on, you know what's weird on a about powder that? and pill that is at, at best. Giving you ten percent edge, nothing gives at you 10%. There's no yeah. supplement. That I know, I'm, and I'm, that's like over like over
1: <laughs> If you create a supplement that gives someone ten percent, yeah, you'd be a trillion.
4: Not crazy, like so five percent at best, right? It's giving you something like that, <sighs> and yet you and the value you would get from just ten sessions with a coach. Yet that that's not where people spend their money.
1: You know what's weird? Can is there a, there doesn't even exist a pill. That would give somebody 10% that where they would take just a pill and all of a sudden be like, wow, this transformed yeah, my body. Mm. Steroids Anabol- don't even Anabol- that. I mean, anabolics would be the closest thing. But they don't even do that. Like if you took the average person off the street and they did nothing else but took steroids. Oh yeah. It wouldn't transform their bodies.
4: No. No. Yeah.
1: They would still be the same body fat percentage. They'd probably hold a little water, uh, you know, maybe get a little stronger, but yeah, yeah. that's about it. see. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Probably get worse health yeah. as a
3: result. Yeah. It's just the work. <laughs> Part of that, I mean, people will try any way to find the path of least resistance, you know, and it's just like it's human nature in general. And you really have to fight that sort of urge to, uh, you you know, like venture out. And if you really want to change and grow, it requires like that's it,
1: change. Look, if you want to get on this journey of growth, because that's what it is, you want to get on this journey of growth, hire a guide who's done it before and worked with other people that's your best that's your best bet anyway. I can't
4: I can't stress how important it is going forward that we we learn as humans to think more like this because it's going to get more and more difficult to choose the harder path right like Right I mean we're so close to this AI being here and taking care of so many of the things that are laborious or require you to think a bunch or ponder or challenge yourself sure. like yeah. It's weird, dude. Really, really weird that this is like a soon route.
3: we're gonna get spoon fed by robots. You know, at this point, like, you know, it's really like lift something. What's,
1: what's crazy about this? The data on on uh, like happiness and contentment and depression and stuff is really clear. You have to have. Challenge. Challenge. Yep. Like things have to be hard. It's so strange, <clears throat> but it's a hundred percent confirmed and true. So like you get these, I mean, that's why I love you get machines to do everything for you. You are going to yeah, be you're necessarily, gonna deteriorate. you're going to be depressed. That's why
4: one of my favorite sayings is where people say, choose your hard." Right, like yeah. you, you, it's, you're, you get hard no matter what. Yeah, like yeah. you're gonna, you're going to suffer no matter what. So best choose it, you know. Yeah, choose what is going to be. Yeah, it's hard to get choose up early the in the morning, get your workout in before your day starts, or or it's hard to, you know, sacrifice eating that juicy meal that you can just drive through pick up. It's it's difficult. Like it's difficult to make those choices, but better to choose that hard than the hard that comes from not making those choices and then allowing mm-hmm. all that stuff to manifest all these other things inside totally. your body that end up making you ill and now you're fighting this disease yeah. and it's like
1: You know what's more you know what's even crazier than that though because people often think of the big chronic diseases like well if you don't take care of yourself you get a heart attack or heart disease or cancer or diabetes all true uh that that can all happen but what people don't realize is their day to day Yeah dude is affected with uh, their mood. This is all yeah. p- fact. They're, yeah. This this is all proven by lots of studies, right? Uh, your mood, yeah. the way you interpret the world changes. Of course, the, the yeah. highs are not as high. The lows are way lower. If you're
3: uncomfortable, in pain, if you're weak, if you're unmotivated, you know what? How is your mind going to uh, address a lot of these? things these tasks in front of you on a day-to-day basis Just I don't mean, enjoy you're, life you're
1: just you're gonna be a, like it's gonna affect you in a negative and difference. how sad is, is so the sad part is if you've lived your, your life for a long time this way you don't know the difference yeah so you might not even know what it feels like i mean you guys think different. You,
4: do you think you think it's moving fast enough that we see it in our lifetime where like a lot of this stuff is all completely solved and everybody has pretty much what they want. I mean everything's taken care of by AI's tools and like the most so most the hardest the, hard is the leading care
1: researchers. Of- so like Ray Kurzweil and uh, there's a few others I don't remember the name. I know his name because he's mm-hmm. written a few books. There's like four people that predict like right. when the great singularity is going to happen. Singularity and they all came. They all averaged out. They all had a range, but the average was twenty thirty five. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's like. So, <laughs> so close, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. it's around the corner. You know? I mean,
3: it's really it's the physical. Like, I think a lot of the <sighs> you know, obviously, software and systems and you know, things that like uh, people are are doing for work that that, that requires more thought and like uh, uh, memory and all that stuff is like going to be well, irrelevant look, real fast. Look, fast. look,
4: look how close we are to like just food and shelter. Like you, you guys obviously have seen these massive AI tools that can build build these homes now right i mean we're 3d printing homes is like around the yeah. corner mm-hmm. and they're already you see all these little miniature houses that are being manufactured for nothing so
3: have you seen that there's some cool houses that they're almost literally like lego blocks yeah yes. yeah the, yes. yeah that's the, the one he was showing he, oh, yeah you showed yeah, yeah that? i sent yeah. it i sent it over to you guys oh, okay yeah yeah yeah. i was like tripping out. i'm like how fun that would have been to like build your own house Dude. just like Brick by brick, almost, <laughs> <We> <laughs> just like a Lego. Back. Ah.
4: Yeah, ah, I mean, I, I actually, I, I predict yeah. that is what's going to slow the the housing market up before anything else does, right? So, what will keep so our current housing prices from not going to two million dollars for a house is that you it'll. You offer up. Those houses will stay expensive like I don't that. think anyone
1: will buy them, though. I think companies are going to build them and rent them for cheap. That's what I think. Well, that's... I uh, think that's the that's
4: a, I mean, that's a pretty good guess. Yeah. I, I don't think
3: they're going to make they'd them. be smart, yeah. They're just going to buy But I mean, you have
4: stuff like that. You have the things that we're doing with genetically modifying food now, and we're mm. being able to create meat in a lab. Before you know it, we're going to be able to... AI robots will be able to have, manufacture all this fake food that we'll be able to... And Which, by the way... For people that are starving in, in certain places in the world, I think yeah. it's amazing.
1: That's amazing, but mm-hmm. in, in, in places like here, like we don't have a food problem. Well, but We I do mean, have a food problem, but it's not. But not, I mean, like, so like,
4: those are two big things. Food yeah. shelter is going to be handled for a, a majority of people for relatively inexpensive, or not, not. Do
1: you know what though? I'll tell you this: the twentieth century, the back half of the twentieth century, we lifted more people out of poverty in that during that back half than we ever did in the rest of human history. Okay, so and we are. Rapidly moving towards there being essentially no poverty on Earth. I mean, we're moving. That's that what that is. But the if big problem—if you
4: can house everybody and feed everybody for virtually no cost—but
1: here's what people aren't paying attention to, because that is obviously scare- terrible, right? You see someone who's generally like, g- like the in, in a place part of the world that's maybe war torn or super impoverished. Like that's terrible. That is going to. We're on the road to eradicating that worldwide. What we aren't paying attention to is the rise, the explosion of chronic illnesses, including mental illness, depression and anxiety exploding at at crazy rates in developed in the developed world. It's rampant right now. It's insane. And then, you know, like these other chronic diseases that, um, like I mentioned earlier, cancers and diabetes and heart disease and stuff like that. But the mental illness. The is mental just, illness
3: piece is going to be such a big. Well, focus. that's the yeah.
4: that's the choose your heart. That's your purpose. Yeah. That's your yeah. challenge, right? That's a part of what gives you meaning is having challenge in your life and overcoming that. Not having that, it could be torturous. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, this is
3: kind of like I mean, we did sort of address. Uh, the the bigger sphere, the bigger vision of this when we were at ARC and, and I know yeah. that that's kind of their mission but I do think more people need to think in that direction of like how can we create like a more of a positive outlook on, you know, a lot of these things that are just happening so quickly and these innovations and we're, we're literally, you know, at the cusp of a completely new looking civilization, you know, and that that's that's really close with this whole AI explosion and, uh-huh. and just the
1: way that like, you know, our world's shrinking. You, you know, you know what it's uh, it's funny about that it, because when you have like this rapid innovation what tends to happen is we f- we forget the value of certain old customs and traditions and wisdom mm-hmm. and so this is where a lot of um in my opinion a lot of the anxieties and depression come from because we forget all those things yep because now we can solve big problems like food and shelter. Right, the
3: moral and the ethical issues, I think, need to, to be more on the forefront. Those,
1: They've been so left behind. The old spiritual practices have lasted for thousands. They're just as relevant today as they were back then at uh, helping people have, you know, meaning in their life, stuff like that. But but what you just talked about reminded me of uh, the French after the French Revolution, I just read this the other day. So French Revolution happens, they get rid of the monarchs, right? They, they kill them, and they're like, it's a new world. We're going to run it with science and reason. And we're going to, we're going to just change everything. Right. Mm-hmm. They changed. So what's our, ca- our calendar's called a what Gregorian calendar. Am I saying that right? I believe so. Yes. Okay. They said, this is irrational. Let's create a new one. And they changed minutes instead of being 60 seconds, being hundred seconds. And they changed how much, how many minutes were in an hour. So it was all balanced. Like they had physicists mm. and scientists create new calendars, new clocks. It was a 10 day work week. They hmm. said this is much more, this is superior. You, you should have kept
3: the Mayan calendar.
1: You got to, yeah, you got to look this up, Doug. Look up. I didn't know uh, that was a thing. French Revolution clocks, uh, or, or you know, after they changed from the Gregorian. Anyway, it was a huge disaster. Wow. Because people were just confused. They couldn't trade oh, with yeah. the country. They were just yeah. a total, like a, like a wonderful example of arrogance where uh-huh. we're just like yeah we're we got something better this now. is the you better way yeah, <laughs> yeah. everybody <laughs> when was like, it? i didn't know that was a thing yeah wow. it was after the french revolution you wow. can look up pictures how long did that last from- <clears throat> oh well then napoleon came and switched everything back right oh. there it yeah, is Yeah,
2: 1793
1: oh wow
2: 10 this- hour day 100 minutes per hour 100 seconds per minute
1: yeah and they, and they they they, they wanted they wanted to make everything equal and balanced this is the root of uh marxism by the way is it was during the french revolution these were the philosophers oh wow so, so it they, they ties changed, into that they changed the names of the of the days cuz they don't uh. want anybody to be religious so sunday's no longer sunday and you know, I didn't and, know about this. Yeah, dude. And they wanted to get rid of the months because now not, Christmas not, is not being celebrated. Dude, know I know I read this whole article. It's so wild. Interesting. Look up the days. What did they name the That's days? So, we, so
4: how long did you say it lasted? How long did, they did it? 19, you said 1793.
1: Uh, good Or question. was that
4: when Napoleon came in? And,
1: Napoleon came and then changed everything back, and I don't know when that happened. yeah. Yeah, I was actually reading a little. I don't know a lot about him, but pretty fascinating. I was reading uh,
3: super interesting. Yeah, they just came out with that movie. The
1: autumn months were given the were, see different names. Then the winter months were changed. They changed everything. Wow. They like reinvented society to be. I mean, do you feel like this, we're kind of doing that wow. with the,
4: the all the work week stuff that they're trying to do and stuff like that now, where they're trying to do like a three or a four day work week. You know? Well, that's go,
1: fine. Uh, it would be weird though if they said all of a sudden no more Sunday. There were six months in a year. <laughs> yeah. Every month has 30 60 days, or you know, stuff like that would be hella weird. Yeah. You know.
4: Yeah. Imagine how much that changes everything. Oh,
3: it it changes brain to think about that.
1: a yeah. yeah. Ten
4: hour days, like hundred <laughs> minutes. Like, yeah.
3: like huh? <laughs> oh. Yeah.
1: What I, time I is it right now? Seventeen oh five. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Your brain might like actually like uh, process things differently. Yeah, you know? it was, like, oh, it was that'd be weird. Pretty interesting. Oh, dude, I gotta tell you guys something else I read. This is crazy. So, you, okay, you guys know I'm 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 off cannabis, right? So off cannabis, and because of this, I was reading up on like what do people notice afterwards, and this, that, and the other. And then I pulled up a study, which actually gave me some encouragement. Trip off this. They tested, and we're about to do a heavy metals test. That's what it reminded me of mm. of it. So we're about to send in a heavy metals test. Oh, with, I saw okay. that
4: you sent this over. I saw this. Did you see this? Yeah, yeah, I saw this,
1: bro. They tested cannabis users against non cannabis users, and consistently, cannabis users had higher heavy metals. Really? Because, because cannabis absorbs it from the so- soil. The soil, yeah. and growers often use like pesticides and herbicides, and that have. Uh, uh, yeah, dude. man. <laughs> I
4: know. Now right? I wonder how much that is in, like, if you were somebody who smokes a lot of outdoor versus indoor weed. Because if, like, you, is it different?
1: Oh yeah, of course. No, no, no. I mean, do you think the heavy metals would be different?
4: I would think so because you're you're less controlled outdoors. Well, there's outdoor, no so-
1: there's no. They don't use soil indoor, right? It's well, almost,
4: when you when you when you grow into well, there's a couple ways you can grow indoor. You could do hydroponics. Hydroponics. Yeah. So you got no soil right That's there. That Probably has no heavy metal, right? And then, or you could do soil, but this is like manufactured soil. This is like I would imagine. Wow. Imagine if you have it in a bag that you purchase it from the grow. I would think that that's part of what you're you're buying some of the cleanest, purest soil you can get. I would guess, you know, I would guess if you measured that soil. Well, these were, but I would think out in the middle of nowhere where a lot of these people are growing, where there's. I mean,
1: that's a good question, but that's crazy, right? Because apparently yeah. the plant itself. Because then I read about it. It's like uh, it's spe- I mean, it's one of the things it does is it sucks up all <laughs> the. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So now imagine this: somebody with anxiety or pain. They're like, oh, I should use cannabis for... It. And they get some relief, but then they start to build up toxic metals in their oh, body. They get more symptoms. They use more cannabis, get more... toxic. It's Not a vicious no vicious cycle. There.
4: Oh my! Yeah, God. I would love to see more more information around that, right? Because yeah. there's also a big movement in the cannabis space too of growing organic, having organic soil, organic all. That's because then there's the other side too, right? In the especially in the black market is like you know it's it's all about yield, right, and strength. Yeah. and so a lot of chemicals are used for that. Well, that's trip it. off this. Remember Man. the
1: protein powder study that was years ago, mm-hmm. where they looked at the protein powders to see yeah, yeah. Uh, in the, the organic proteins the were the highest yeah because organic pesticides the ones that are i know o- are higher in heavy metals
3: so both yeah, it's that's the thing too because like cannabis has been touted as medicine at this point right yeah. and to, to be fighting a lot of autoimmune issues while you're like ingesting more <laughs> heavy metals is not well, not good we all did
1: a heavy metal how long ago was that we did that one heavy metals test over a year
3: two yeah years? over a year oh yeah. It was, yeah we
4: had like mercury
1: all of us had it wasn't alarming, but we all had mercury in our. It was our the system. one thing we all had in common, which, right. yeah, which we were led like, us to like,
4: what are we all drinking, eating, or doing the same exactly? Yeah. Which is the studio. They right?
1: thought, yeah, and that we thought it might be the studio lights or whatever. And so we have this sick like, air filter. So I we'll see what happens. Maybe with it's the, weed. The, that's it's, dude, bro. <laughs> yeah, we all smoke. Wait, we, who had the we highest heavy metal.
4: Every, we <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. I've been the eating highest. them, dude. I don't smoke. I so. definitely didn't have the highest on that test. I remember that test. I
1: think eating would give you more, probably. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: no. <was> <laughs> I, mean, I
4: definitely feel like, like everything else we do as uh, humans, like we overcorrected on that, right? Oh, like no. it was like marijuana is like your brain on drugs you know yeah. it's gonna kill you it's like so bad you know and like you know demonize it so then, bad like, it cures everything yeah 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 then now it's, it's, like, like, so it's the cure-all yeah, yeah. Then it cures everything it's the medicine for and now everybody.
3: they're like eh, wait a minute yeah, yeah, <laughs> we yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. yeah we oversold it yeah we oversold it a little organic, little. organic
1: yeah. always
4: yeah. you know and hey,
1: then oh oops hey, those of you that develop schizophrenia maybe it was <laughs> oh, <laughs> maybe not maybe. a good idea my bad dude i gotta tell you guys a hilarious story at uh one of our family parties so um we had over a the holiday fa- or what? Yeah, over the holiday, right? We had a big family party. And so in my in 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 our culture, um, it's rude not to kiss oh. like people when they ask for a kiss, especially older people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like grandma, uncle, aunt, they go is to a little kid. this the two
3: cheek, you know, hello. Well, or that's it, the hello, yeah. but
1: for little kids, even. So they'll go okay. up to a little kid who's mm-hmm. two or three, yeah. come here, give me a kiss. And the kid goes, no. And then you are like, go give you, go give him a kiss, right? Yeah. Let him kiss you. Okay. Now I grew up that way, so yeah. I didn't see anything weird with it. Yeah. But as I got older, I was like, hmm. hmm. But this is that's, I don't know if that's a good thing. It's like not, yeah. it's like, not letting me choose. Yeah, you should like a kid should learn that it's like they own their body. Yeah that yeah. they should not be like have like a adult should have authority to force them to kill like that's how weird shit happens. Right. When no one's looking. Like they should learn respect and say hi and all that stuff. Yeah. But if they say no, it's their body, they should yeah. learn that they have that power. Yeah. That way they're not, you know, it's hard to mess with these kids or, right, or right, take advantage right. of them. Right, right. So, you know, with our little ones, uh, that's, the, that's what we say. Look, if you don't want to kiss somebody, you don't have to. Okay. Well, the older people in my family don't get it. Yeah. So they'll try and convince and, and make them feel guilty. And we <laughs> tell them, don't play, do that because that's what a predator would do. A predator would play the same game. Yeah. Convince them I mean. with candy yeah. or make them feel guilty. What's the matter? You don't like me. It's like, that's not okay either because yeah. that's exactly yeah. what they would do. But they yeah. don't get it, especially my the, the really, really older people in my family. Mm. So my grandma... It, we don't, I mean, I could try to explain it, be a waste of time, whatever. So she always asks, you know, my kid says no. He walks away. <laughs> she gets upset, and I change the subject. <laughs> okay. like, and, know, and the more she tries, the more time. he's going to say no. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. he's, he's a kid. He's a he little has, kid. Yeah, he's and he's age. learned now that he yeah. owns his body. And right, that's okay. Right. At some point, he'll get older and realize, like, we're right, safe? Right, of, of course. Whatever. So we went to a family party. And my grandma does this thing sometimes where she slips kids money. So she'll give you like a ten. Yeah. I don't, it's, it sounds it's hilarious because you piece this all together. Like, what's going on? Like, what are you teaching these kids? <laughs> but I, she did this to me. My my great grandmother did this to me. It's just a, it's an Italian thing. So the little kids come up and she goes, "Come here, come here, come here." And she gives them like a five or a ten, right? So she gives my three year old a, a ten. She goes, "Come here, come here." She goes, "Give me a kiss." And he goes, "No, no, no." And I, and he goes, "I don't want to give you a kiss. I said, you don't have to kiss if you don't want to." So she goes, "It's okay. Come here, come here." So she gives him the money. He takes the ten. She goes, "Okay, okay. Give me a kiss." And he looks at her and he gives her the buddy back and walks away. <laughs> I
4: didn't fall for that. I was dying, bro. Oh, and I was very no. Hey,
1: I ran around, I didn't let her see, but I ran around the corner. Good job. Yeah, good. Good boy. You, you don't don't let people convince you if you don't want to. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, it's yeah. okay to kiss people. It's also okay not to kiss people. Oh, it was God. so funny. Uh, he literally gave it back to her and walked away. And, you know, I was dying. She <laughs> was so bad. <laughs> That's
3: funny. A lot of those old things, too. Like in like clean your plate, like eat the whole. Th- Bro. plate like you have to sit there forever in torment over like I, I would just obsess about like that specific vegetable and it, it just turned it into this like demon Dude. monster just because I was like forced to eat it
1: I am reading a book right now uh, do the work it's called uh, Nicole LaPera she's got this great Instagram the holistic psychologist I've, I've shot her out before right and I'm learning about this you get this generational trauma and it's and it starts because I you don't know the great depression or a war or they grew up and they were really poor. Sure. So like my family, my dad, not even two generations back, my dad grew up poor. Okay. Poor. His dad was so poor that they didn't have food all the time. So it's like, you could literally starve. Yeah. So the way, and this is how I would be if we lived in a world like that, where I don't, we don't have food every day, kids. So what's on your plate, you have to eat it. I don't care if you don't like it because we may not eat for three or four days. You have to eat it. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Doesn't make sense now. But we keep doing that.
3: We have completely different problems now. Now it's about quality and it's about, like, making good choices because (laughs) it's abundant. You know, (laughs) I tried to have this conversation with my mom because, it, you know, and she's the same kind of thing. It's offended because the kids don't want to eat, like, her famous waffles and, you know, Mm. and all these types of things. Because it's just like, they're like, we're done. We've had too many sweets and, you know. They just don't want it, and and she made these little brownies and all these things, and they're just like we're just we've had too much, you know, and we can't like, and she gets offended by it. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, it, and still the same things apply. You have
1: to eat this, or you know, you can't. I'm gonna serve it to you in the morning. Yeah, another thing, another, <laughs> you know, like, one, another one's the fear one because again, you know, like my dad's generation in Sicily, poor his dad especially, like you had nine kids, yeah, you ain't you you can't manage them all, and clean the clothes by hand and find a way to get food They're raising, and,
4: raising each other by that. Yeah.
1: Time. Like they are out in the street, like yeah, four yeah. or five, like five years old. Like they're out, whatever. So the only way to keep them safe, you scared the shit out of them. So yeah. Yeah. my grandma would say this to me when I was little, come inside. No, I want to play. If you don't come inside, the mailman's going to kidnap you.
3: Oh my god! I, <laughs> I used to get out at the grocery store. Bro, like If you leave I'm me, the somebody's going to take you in the bathroom, dye your hair, and to throw you in a van. Yeah.
4: Wow. <laughs> wow. I was like, oh no!
3: Wow. You know, like, I don't want Bro. that. Just so, terrifying. So the next level so to
4: this, as you're reading this stuff, and, yeah. you, and this is the for you as a challenge, uh, is to can you. Predict or foresee what that's going to be for like what we're doing. Yes, they're not going to exactly like you got to understand that yeah. that's happens every generation, and there's something that your kids are going to grow up and be like, oh my god, my dad because he grew up this way, yeah. mm-hmm. insisted that this and insisted at that, and like it just was unnecessary because of these reasons. There's, it has to be. I
1: don't know. There will be. What if would that course, be? I, I can't don't, even I can't even imagine. I don't I don't hmm. know.
4: I don't know what it is either. I imagine it's going to be something around uh cuz I again I think that we're 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 going to see the pendulum swing back and forth with like tech. Right? I think that um We, our kids, your kids in particular were born in the iPhone generation. So it was such a new technology. We didn't put a lot of parameters around it. Now we see some of the outcomes of it and it's like, oh my God. And so now we're probably overcorrecting a little bit the other way where it's like, God, no, you can't have that. And then it's like, the reality is it's going to be, if if AI is going the direction it's going, it's going to be very much so integrated into their lives. And so there's probably some things that we're doing around that. That's probably a little more extreme. Yeah. Then we realize, I mean, how do you know? I don't know.
1: How do you know? I can't imagine. I don't know. Cause I feel like we have everything now that we need. Yeah. So what, what do we do with our, you know, what are they going to say that I can't imagine? I mean that to me, that's hmm. the- Oh, my dad used to tell me to go outside and exercise. <laughs> how stupid is that? And then we push this button. Look at my muscles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get sun. I just take a pill. To yeah. like, you know, <laughs> make me
4: I mean, I, my guess it's going to be something around the tech and stuff like that. I mean, we're getting to a place with, with, uh, AI and, um, and, um, in aug- artificial augmentation and stuff like that, yeah. where that's just going to be a part dude of I their lives I have somewhere. to
3: tell you guys. So, uh, the movie, the creator, and you can see it on Apple. I don't know where else you can see. Oh, I you were gonna it, say. One of the best movies I've seen in the last few years. What? Yes. Damn it! I don't have, Apple it was TV so anymore. good. I hear that up, like, service? And it's, yeah, I'm,
2: I'm- <laughs> one of the
3: best movies it's one of the best ones. Here's the thing: I'll, I also watch watched it. Rebel Moon, which was which was good. You know, it was is basically you know it's, it's a bit of a Star Wars rip off, but is it's it? it's still no. good. Like I I enjoyed it. I know it got kind of bad reviews, but um, you know the creator itself, like I know I'm gonna well, like it. If what's you like so it, interesting like about it, yeah, it is it's, it. it's it's all you know you like Ex Machina, right? Oh yeah. so well, I mean it, I, I love that. That's it's a great it's, movie. It's a great movie. So it's it's very much of the human element. What makes humans human? you know it's very much of like uh, uh you feel a lot of emotion in this movie and it's all about uh these these ai robots and, like how um basically they're fighting the the um uh, the forces like the so it's funny it's not cuz it's like Are you gonna give it the away? americans no okay. I, I don't want to tell the whole plot but Please like don't. but basically like they're they're kind of like programmed to be more um, acknowledging of like the human traits and like, um, you know, a lot like program for love and program for this, you know? So it's more like they're actually fighting for their own existence, um, and, and, and program not to harm humans. And so then humans are kind of coming after them. So it's a different twist and more of an optimistic view of, of artificial intelligence.
1: Are they like fighting for independence?
3: Yeah. They oh. just want to be acknowledged as as their own species. Species, and, and oh, that sucks. And that's
1: the Matrix, by the way. The the what the prequels to the Matrix. They called the Animatrix. Showed that where yeah. they created AI, and then AI rebelled, and then they called a truce. They yeah. went to their own island, and then the humans nuked the island, and that's what started the war.
3: But I mean, it's a dad, and it's is you know, it's it's well, the imagery looks amazing. The, it's that's the thing. The visuals were stellar. Um, it was just very well done. You
1: it's, know, what's always weird to me though, is that like future, like whenever they depict the future, they always make it look um, like the like machinery and stuff almost looks. Well, oh, maybe not this. This is kind of beautiful. Yeah. But you ever watch sci-fi? Where, it was believable. That's too. what I'm saying. You ever yeah. watch sci-fi? and You're like, no. nobody's gonna wear the an, tech- aluminum foil clothes. So that's the, exactly. is that, why, why is that the future? That's always a, <laughs> that's a parameter. Yeah, it's a parameter I mean?
3: for me. Yeah, it's like it has to be believable. Like this is like it. I could see, um, decades from now, like it, at least the, if you follow the train of, of technology and how like quickly everything's moving, I could see like a lot of the tech in here actually existing. It's, it's interesting. Cool. Yeah. I so like yeah, you guys will dig it. Yeah. I'll it watch good.
4: it. I'll watch it. Yeah. But,
1: sometimes they show future tech, especially if
4: you compare it to like sense. ex machina as far as that was a great movie.
1: So that's one of my favorites. Yeah. 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 I've
4: watched that a handful of times. It's so good. That's a good one. That's so.
1: one of the, one of the few movies that got me. I
4: could never get Katrina to watch sci-fi though. Why?
1: Oh, I'm, even ex machina. Uh,
4: she, she did watch that one with me and I don't remember how she felt about it but if I have to trick her like, so I'll, I won't tell her it's a, a sci-fi I'll just be like,
1: oh, is this is a good movie,
4: you know. Yeah. So like, what
1: makes a sci-fi? Like obviously, there's things that you know, like a sci-fi, but sometimes a sci-fi is not so clear, right?
4: And those are the ones I can really get her to watch, like, you know, <laughs> that I can trick her into it. She's at 30 minutes in before she realizes, well, like, like
3: Silo, because is- like they're all in a community, yes, and they're interacting, yes. and there's lots of like drama, but it's not necessarily like robots and yeah. Social- I, uh, I think lasers. it's the, the,
4: the two futuristic roboties sci-fi that she's not into. So this Jessica, will be
1: a- Jessica hates sci-fi, and she'll what? say. She'll ask me like one question. She'll be like, is this, yeah. this depicting the future? Like, oh. Yeah. I caught Courtney <laughs> crying a
3: couple times in this movie. So, wow. Uh, oh, yeah,
1: dude. It's it's legit, man. Oh, it got you emotional, huh? Not, I didn't say me. Yeah, yeah right. A little bit. A little I, don't I don't cry. Choking <laughs> yeah. one back. Oh, I got to tell you guys. So I have a family member I just turned on to, to see. Let me tell you what happened. You guys know what H. Pylori is? Yeah. Okay. So H. pylori bacteria, it's responsible for ulcers and lesions in the esophagus and the gut. Yeah, and even like uh, heartburn and all (coughs) that. They wanted to test that. So this family of mine was having bloating and heartburn, couldn't figure out what was going on, started cutting things out of the diet, couldn't figure it out, tested positive H. pylori, antibiotics, killed it, and then they're like, okay, good, I'm good. I'm like, no. Now repopulate with some good, healthy bacteria. So he's Mm -hmm. taking seed now. And he's like, man, I feel better than he's like. I lost five pounds. He must have been holding a lot of inflammation. Wow. From the H pylori, lost five pounds, and he's like, dude, I feel that's so such a, good. An
3: important thing that a lot of people don't consider, right? Like, once you solve that problem, but now you got to repopulate. So. Yes.
1: Especially if you
4: treat do, it. When you do you, treat you think that's a Do you think that's a good uh, like uh, basic practice for anybody who takes an antibiotic? Yes. If yeah. you take an antibiotic, yes. you should follow it up with like a, seed a probiotic. Program. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. In
1: fact, in fact, hospitals will recommend it now. It's, oh, it's interesting. Because they used to not. No. Uh-huh. But now they will. They will tell you. Oh, yes, it's A good idea to have.
4: Oh, see, I haven't. I have not. Well, then again, I haven't had an yeah. antibiotic in fact, prescribed I take, to me in a long time. fact, I
1: take. I take uh, People will think this is stupid, but let me explain. I'll take probiotics with antibiotics. Now everybody's like, "Well, why? It's a waste of time because you're going to kill everything." No. Uh, I take the pro They'll take the antibiotic. I'll wait two or three hours. Take the probiotic. Yes, the antibiotic's still active. It'll still kill the probiotic. But what it does is that those. Beneficial bacteria, they'll go in the gut. Yes, they'll die from the antibiotic, but just because they went in the gut, they help prevent the overgrowth of things like fungus. Oh, so antibiotics mm. kill everything. That's right. Fungal overgrowth, fungal yeah. overgrowths that's... are a real thing, and so you'll see people get like candida uh-huh. or C diff. Ooh, that's a bad one. That'll that really ravages nursing homes when they go on antibiotics uh, because uh, of that kind of stuff. So interesting. Yeah, it's uh, important. So seed. They're taking seed. So, all right, look, you heard me earlier in the episode talk about trainers. I mentioned mindpumptrainer.com in six days or something like that. I'm going to be hosting a three-day free course for trainers and coaches to make them better and more successful, more successful uh, as they make more money, but also more successful as being more effective for their clients. That's mindpumptrainer.com. Check it out. If you have children, you probably care a lot about them. Well, there's a company called Haya that makes a multivitamin for kids, and it's not a gummy candy. This is the only kids multivitamin company we work with. Go check them out. Go to HayaHealth.com. That's H-I-Y-A Health.com forward slash Mind Pump. And on that link, you'll get 50%
2: off your first order. All right, back to the show. Our first caller is Woodrow from Texas.
5: Woodrow, what's happening? What up? How can we help you? What's going on, guys? Happy New Year. You How do, too, here, man? man. How can we help you? Hey, just uh again just wanted to say uh you know thank you for all you guys' uh just information. Been listening to you guys for a good year now. And uh man, it's you know, a lot of people say uh knowledge is power, but I think I got too much knowledge from you guys. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> so uh some some backstory. Uh man, I'm about 245 right now, I'm five nine. Uh, when me and my wife met, I was like 165. I was active. You know, I was doing jujitsu, training, lifting, you know, just active. But now I'm married, two kids, got a three-year-old and an 18-year-old. And uh, and one thing I do enjoy about you guys is, uh, you know, beliefs or values is, you know, the family aspect, you know, spending time with your kids and stuff like that. So I make that a big priority of mine. And then I also, I'm in the automotive industry. I work uh, five to six days a week, probably 10, 10 plus hours a day. And I just, I just want to see your guys' thoughts on uh, some guidance on, uh, you know, what to do. I don't even know where to start. Again, like I said, I just feel like I got too much stuff that I don't know where to start. Uh, Goals is to, you know, at least drop down to 200 pounds, you know, build strength, you know, look good, feel good. And uh, just lack of sleep as well. And I'm limited to equipment for sure. I don't go to the gym. I have a few kettlebells, dumbbells, some bands. and then i've just been following like youtube or like instagram workouts like your uh full body workout type of deals and just uh just want to seek guidance with you guys
1: where do you how long have you been working out now consistently
5: so when i sent uh my question up to you guys man it's, it was uh august uh some family stuff happened and uh you know i kind of dropped uh, fell out of that especially now holidays too i'm not really doing anything right now
1: okay it's gonna be easy for the workout. Uh, I think maps fifteen is gonna be 100 percent. Maps fifteen. Do I would do maps fifteen the and you could follow the suspension trainer version of it or huh. the original version of it, not the advanced version? You
4: also I mean it's 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 worth the investment too, just to barbell in a couple plates. You wouldn't need much yeah. to follow maps fifteen as it's laid out. Yeah, too.
1: so you so you could do it with the suspension trainer and then as you move along and you're like consistent, get yourself a barbell. Uh, some plates you uh, know, in, in a rack, and then you're set, and then you can follow the But even with just the suspension, especially where you're at now because you're not doing anything now consistently, you'll get great results mm-hmm. following that. And it's literally, literally 15 minutes every single day. Okay, that's all it is. Minutes, okay. Every single day. Now, you add it up, and it's like you're doing two full-body workouts a week in terms of total time. But there's a lot of value in the frequency of the workouts as well. So it's actually more effective – than if you did two full body workouts. Uh, there's- Especially a guy like you that's kind of yeah. grinding the hours that you're grinding 100%. To. Now, diet-wise, you said you wanted to lose weight, and I could give you all, I mean, we could go down the list of all different things, but based off of what you're saying, you got a busy life, I think we should. what we should do is focus on one thing that's going to give you a big return before we get into the nitty-gritty of tracking and all that other stuff. And honestly, I think there's there could be two things that we could focus on, but I think one of them is going to be uh, more effective than the other, and that is, I want you to hit your protein targets for your target body weight. You said 200 pounds. I would aim for 200 grams of protein a day from whole foods and eat that first in every meal. That alone should result in at your current body weight and height. um, You should see some nice fat loss alongside some good strength gains just by doing that. So what does that look like? That looks like, you know, 200 grams of protein a day let's say you eat four meals a day. You want 50 grams of protein with each meal. That's a, that's a large serving of protein. So, you know, what is that? 10 ounces of chicken or something like that. So, you know, or steak or something like that, eat that first. So whatever your meal is, let's say you got, let's say you got steak, potato, and vegetables, eat the protein first, hit that 50 grams, then eat the rest until you're satisfied. Um, but get it from whole natural foods. If you can consistently be within you know, and get close to 200 grams of protein a day from whole natural foods, you will see fat loss. You will see muscle gain at a nice steady pace while following MAPS 15.
4: You also ask what's the best time to fit in the workout, and that's that really depends on you, <clears throat> what you think you'll be most consistent at. So even if I said in the middle of the day is probably more optimal for you for sleep and energy reasons, it doesn't matter if you won't be consistent at that time. So whatever time – you're like, hey, I can always dedicate this because the kids are in bed and I can get it done at night. Or I have the ability yeah. to always get up an hour early before everybody else and I'll do it before work. Or I got a great flexible job where they give me a nice hour, two hour lunch. I can bring the suspension trainer to the totally. work, and I could bust it out in 20 minutes at work. Like whatever you think you're going to be the most consistent with that's my recommendation forget all the other things so you got to kind of figure uh that part out
1: what a great piece of advice because woodrow do you get an hour lunch you work 10 hours they give you an hour lunch
5: yeah an hour lunch yeah
1: bro listen you literally you could bring your suspension trainer if you got a place to hang them all you need is a doorway it's 15 minutes start lunch with that eat right afterwards like you're you'd be set because you're already at work you already got your hour you're good to go. I mean, you could do it in the morning too, but it might, you know, mornings might be hectic or tired or whatever. I love that advice, right. Adam. That's that's like that would be. I, that's how I would do it.
5: Cool. That'll be that'll be interesting. I'll be the one in the break room working out. <laughs> I mean, trend. it's a
4: it's a perfect place to start where you're at right now. There's no reason for us to throw a, a you know a, a workout that's an hour long. You don't mm-hmm. need to go to the gym yet. I mean, simply taking the. Diet advice that Sal's saying, focusing mainly on that. That'll get you far. Yeah, Yeah. it will. And then and doing the suspension trainer every day. Those two things are going to move the needle for us. And then when we start to see plateaus two, three months down the road, we can talk about tweaking other things. But first, prove to yourself, hey, I can be consistent doing this. And then we build on that. I think the
3: pitfall for a lot of people is that they don't think that, you know, these short bouts of exercise really are that valuable and they need a full-length workout. Uh, but what you're going to find is just how much more your energy increases, how much more your strength increases. This is really like a snowball effect if you can look at it that way instead.
1: Look, look at your body weight and height and your goals, uh, I think you – I could pretty confidently say if you're consistent with the protein and you eat it first. it's By the way, it's not going to be easy, so I know it's only one step, but eating 50 grams of protein – uh, is hard. You're going to find yourself being like, man, I I'm full, which is fine. That's what we want. No problem. <clears throat> but hit those targets. You can expect about 20 pounds uh, of fat loss just with that alone. Yeah. So I don't remember your body weight. What did you say you were 240, 239?
5: Yeah. 245. Yeah.
1: 245. Yeah. I I, I would, I would bet money that you get down to 225. No problem just yes, by 20. doing that, yeah. but you got to do it consistently. So don't do okay. it where it's like, cause here's the, tr- here's going to be the struggle with it. You'll do it, uh, you know, on the days you go to work because you'll prep your meals, bring them with you, and then on the weekends you're gonna go off, and that'll definitely slow it down. But if you're consistent every day with just the protein, not worried about anything else, you're doing the fifteen, you know, maps fifteen. Uh, I'm I would bet money that you get down to two twenty five just by doing that. You'll probably end up going down lower than that on a consistent basis, but two twenty five I would bet money on that you get there.
4: Woodrow, we'll send you. You don't have maps fifteen, do you? no i do not okay we'll send that over to you and then i believe when after doug sends it to you you get an automated email for 50 percent off our suspension trainer i believe he gets that does he get that automated to him or do you i don't it? know well maybe doug will send it to you no matter what so we also have those here and then when, when people get the mass 15 they get half off of it so if you don't have one of those already i mean i think it's like 50, yeah, 50 bucks or mm-hmm. whatever for it so okay yeah
1: that's awesome appreciate yeah. you guys yep yeah yep. you got it man is there anything else that is
5: it. Thank you. All yeah, right, brother. Appreciate it, man. Good, good luck. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Take care.
1: Bye. You got it. 18-year-old and a 3-year-old. That's like a – Yeah, nice. That's insane, bro. Nice I know because I got that guy. I know. I was going to so say, you, <laughs> you can relate to <laughs> this. Poor some guy. I mean, I'm mean, i looking at him like I see the pain <laughs> in his face. You know, uh, the, the protein one, people listening who doubt that, try it and be consistent two weeks in a row. Yeah. First off, I dare you. Because most people are like, oh, I could do that. They'll do two, yeah. three days of it, and they're yeah. like, and then they, they can't. Most they can't people already
3: it. think they're getting a good amount.
1: They're not until they actually you know place their eyes and
3: attention around it. And it's like very, very uh, uh, you know alarming. I'm yeah. always
4: missing that, and it, and I'm like aware how like it yeah. still doesn't and matter. And you're a fitness professional. Yeah, right? like, <laughs> yeah, it's like really it's really hard to that's do. That's why when people tell me that, I'm like, nah, bullshit. Like I know I know how. Especially if you're like maybe if you're like uh, 110 pounds, it's not difficult to get 110 grams of protein, but. You're 200 plus pounds. Do you need 200 grams of protein? Like very few people consistently h- eat that. Even the people who consider themselves big meat eaters, big, lots of protein. No. It's like, dude, that's yeah. like four 50, 40 to 50 gram meals of protein. Like very few people eat four yeah. meals with 40 to 50 grams of protein. That's a big serving of chicken or steak or turkey or whatever it is that you're eating. Yeah,
1: and by, to your comment about the 110 pound, find me a 110 pound female who can eat 110 grams of protein per day consistently from whole natural foods. And she'll tell you the same thing. Yeah, It is not easy. It is the most effective way to control your appetite and to prevent you from overeating. Yep. You're getting those essential nutrients, and the studies are clear. On a calorie-per-calorie calorie basis, a high-protein diet like we're talking about compared to one that is in the RDA same calories will result in more fat loss and more muscle gain.
4: You're also doing something we always talk about to our coaches and trainers, which is you're you're doing like reverse psychology on them too. Oh, 100%. Is you're not tell- I'm, like, I'm telling them to eat
1: yeah. more. There's nothing
4: yeah. you
3: can't eat. Yeah, you're, you're not telling your
4: client, yo, you can't have these things, which you have no idea how how valuable and important that is when you're keep teaching somebody good habits around eating because they don't get into this like bad relationship of I can't, I can't, and then they want to rebel naturally, which we all have in our nature to do naturally. So by you saying, hey, I'm not telling you, you can't do anything. Just go get this. Go focus on that. By
1: the way, the, I could have also said avoid heavily processed foods. And I want to be very clear why I said eat the protein. Because if he hits the protein, it's going to take care of the heavily processed foods. That's right. If he avoids heavily processed foods, it won't take care of the protein. You try to eat the protein first and go ahead and try to get the other stuff afterwards. It's hard. It isn't
2: easy. Yeah. Our next caller is Will from South Carolina.
1: Will, what's happening? How can we help you? Hey. How's it going, guys? Good,
0: Good
2: man. Hurry how how
1: up. Hey, first, I want
0: to say I uh, really appreciate y'all taking the time to uh, answer my question as well as uh, all the positive content y'all put out.
1: Thanks. Thank cool. you, man. So quick uh, quick
0: background. Um, 2021, I uh, lost 60 pounds, crash dieting, and um, kind of doing some circuit training. Uh, 2022, um, actually maintained that weight by... Um, kind of just like making some better food choices and um, some uh, cardio with weights. And then 2023, decided to uh, start some barbell movements. Uh, three weeks ago, I competed in my first powerlifting competition, kind of fell in love with it, really like doing it. But I am uh, 5'8", 250 pounds, and I've got to lose like 30, 40 pounds. So my question is, what's the best way to lose weight and actually maintain the, uh, the strength
1: that I have. Yeah, good question. Uh, by the way, I see I, in your question that you herniated a disc doing burpees. Yep. And now you deadlift and powerlifting competition. How's your back feel?
0: Feel stronger than ever.
1: Yeah, see, I just want people to hear that, right? Mm. Burpees hurt your back. Deadlifts made your back feel stronger. Oh, <laughs> now, people freak out over that kind of stuff. So, all right, so here here's the deal. Um, if you lose weight, you're going to get way better at body weight exercises, so we'll, we'll, we'll focus on that kind of stuff. Just <laughs> kidding. Here, look, here, here's the deal. At your level and you're competing, it's going to be really hard to maintain strength in a calorie deficit, and it's not necessarily because of muscle loss. There's, there's a strength component that comes from having excess calories. The central nervous system fires harder. You've got more energy reserves. Like You could literally put someone in a deficit – and they lose no muscle, but they'll be weaker. And I'm not talking about stamina. I'm even talking just general overall power and strength. Or you could take someone, put them in a massive surplus. The day after, they're just going to feel a lot stronger. So some of that's going to happen, um, and it's not necessarily muscle loss, muscle gain, or whatever. And I'm telling you that because you're competing. I don't. What are your lifts, by the way? What did you hit in your competition three weeks ago?
0: Uh, hit a three ninety seven squat, a three thirty six bench, and a five hundred one deadlift.
1: Yeah, so you're a strong, dude. When you get to a certain level of strength, you're definitely there. It's really hard not to see the strength changes go down or up just because of the calorie surplus or calorie deficit. Zero to do with muscle loss or muscle gain. That being said, the you can definitely minimize that effect by going on a cut, but cycling your calories or doing like an undulating calorie type of a diet. So back in the day they would call like uh, anabolic dieting or they would, you know, where they go some low calorie days and they'd have a high calorie day. Bodybuilders would do, would call carb, you know, they would do you know, carb front loading or back loading or cycling, cycling, stuff like that. Um, I think there's a lot of value in that for sure. Even if there's no, I mean the evidence on the muscle, there's some evidence that shows that it might be helpful, especially for high-level athletes. Uh, I definitely believe in the psychological effect of it is above and beyond. I know when I cycle my calories, it's just like I'll have a higher calorie day the day before a hard workout. Makes a big difference in how I perceive the workout, my control, my stability. And I think that makes a difference in just how effective my workout is anyway, regardless. So I would if you want to lose weight, you got to go on a cut, keep the protein high. I'm sure you know that. But go, but do some cycling. So you could do like a, like a three, three week mini cut, one week maintenance, throw in a day or two of a slight surplus and kind of play that game. Your fat loss will happen slower, but you should maintain more strength uh, doing it that way. And then your training, I wouldn't change your training, um, except for reducing volume. If you notice that you're more prone to overtraining because of the reduced calories,
4: you're in a really good you're in a really good place right now. If you're eating forty five hundred calories, this shouldn't be a problem. Yeah,
1: you, you did write that right. The hard
4: the hardest part, and I don't know if I'm reading into this too much because uh, we literally just met, but you seem like an all or nothing type of guy, where you like you go balls to the wall at whatever you decide to do, and so that's probably going to be the biggest challenge with you. Is that what Sal is recommending? Is kind of a, a nice gradual, slow approach of fat loss during this this process. And, uh, typically clients, uh, like you, if I'm guessing correctly, uh, they, they have the challenge with the slow progress. They, they, they like might take Sal's advice for two weeks and they're like, ah, it's not, it's not moving fast enough. So fuck it. Let's do the circuit stuff and let's cut harder. And so the scale
1: goes down two pounds and the deadlift went down five. Am
4: (laughs) I, am I guessing correctly over here? I feel like, yeah, you're shaking your head. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. So that's, that's going to be your challenge, bro. You're in a great place. 4,500 calories. Uh, Power lifting with and that kind of strength means you're you're going to lean out, but you just got to trust the process and understand that it's it, and understand that actually slow results is what you want. If you if you all of a sudden started dropping weight really quick, you, your strength is going to go off is going to fall off, too, because you're going to lose muscle really quick. So in a perfect world you know, you're, you're following what Sal's saying and you're reducing those calories slowly over time. And you're actually barely seeing the scale move at all really, but you're feeling leaner and leaner and tighter and tighter. And this just, it's a slow, gradual process. You got to trust the process. Yeah.
1: You know, I will say this though, uh, powerlifting, a lot of people might disagree with me, but I'll make my case. Powerlifting style training, the longer rest periods, the low reps, Uh, doesn't seem to be as negatively affected with a an appropriate cut than let's say bodybuilding style training. Now the reason why people think it's the reverse is because bodybuilders don't care wh- how much weight is on the bar, but when you're doing high reps, high sets, all that volume, and then you cut your calories, man, you just you, yeah you overtrain fast. Like I like to train like a powerlifter when I cut. Mm-hmm. The workouts just feel better. I don't notice as much of a like drain on my body, you know. If I go, if I go, you know, fifteen rep squats and I'm doing supersets and shit like that, and my calories are low, it's like I want to die. Like, and not just in the workout, but throughout the day. So uh, now here's the other thing too that might help you. Obviously, as a power lifter, you're competing weight classes. I would start looking at the weight class you're aiming for and comparing your strength to that. That might help a little bit. And you can also use, I, I it's all on the tip of my tongue. What is it called, Wilks? I think it is, where you figure your relative strength to your body weight is a formula that you can figure out. So as you get leaner and lose weight, rather than looking at the total weight on the bar, use that formula and you can say, Oh wow, I lost this much weight. My, my lifts went down a little bit, but my Wilkes score went up. So I'm actually and, and that does favor lighter lifters anyway. So you'll say, okay. And that might help with the psychological, you know, aspect of maybe the strength, not going up or maybe going down a little bit. Yep.
4: Okay. We already have. Do you, have uh, do you already have our power lift program? I, didn't, I don't know why we didn't ask that. Are you following Matt's power lift?
0: Uh, I've got Matt's split, and um, I've kind of followed it here and there. Um, oh, well, a couple let, times. Well, let,
4: let us send you Matt's power lift. I mean, that yeah. right there. Wait, do you, do you have a, co- he, no, do you have just, a coach? No, he already said that he has no coach. Nothing. No coach. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. gonna send you Matt's power lift, bro.
1: Yeah, take a look at it. See what the program. It's really good programming. Um, and let us know what you think. But uh, are you going to be continue? Are you going to continue to compete?
0: Uh, I think I want to. Um, I think uh, I think the, the biggest thing I enjoy about it right now is just setting kind of a good example for the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I got two sons, and uh, I like watching them. Kind of see me do something
1: awesome. Awesome, that's awesome.
4: Yeah, yeah follow do. follow the program. Even if you're not going to do the powerlifting, follow the program anyways. I think you'll appreciate it uh, yeah. the way it's programmed, the coaching that's involved in it, so like that. So yeah. you'll you'll like it. Follow it.
1: Yeah. You, by the way, at your caloric intake at 4,500 calories a day, I mean you you could even you could go down to 3,500. I think you'll be okay. Yeah. I don't think you're going to notice a huge drop in strength. There's probably
4: something yeah. in there. By the way, if you're eating 4,500 calories, I'm guessing you've got something in there to help you boost up to 4,500 calories that you could probably easily just eliminate and just say, Hey, I'm going to avoid that.
1: Yeah, is that like whole natural clean food or are you like eating some other stuff too?
0: Uh, I mean, that's pretty much all mostly meat and uh, pretty much clean food.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's exactly what you said, Adam. He's like all or nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. No, you're I would, good. You'll I, be
3: fine. The only other thing to add, I think, uh, for me is is just like to consider adding like symmetry in there as an interruption to kind of address <laughs> anything uh, in terms of like um, just to see it, anything like discrepancy wise, like left to right, and and just to to, to build that back up and, and reinforce yeah. you know your yeah. your joints, and so um, you know just running that. Uh, in conjunction with your your powerlifting pursuits would be great. Awesome.
0: I really appreciate you guys.
1: All right, yeah. man. All right, well
0: thanks well easy.
3: Yep.
1: You know what's weird about um Justin's weight? face? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> it is great. nothing. It's perfect. You know it's <laughs> you're like fifteen. <laughs> you know what's weird about weight loss and the big three deadlift, squat and bench? Hmm. Squat gets affected by weight loss, I would say the most. Bench is probably pretty close. Deadlift is very interesting. Deadlift gets affected, but less than the other lifts. This has been my experience, has been the anecdote of lots of other lifters. Hmm. I've actually gotten lighter and my deadlift total pounds gone up. That's you know, never I, happened. I, when I don't think squat I've range. ever
4: really thought about that, but I I would that's confirm that because I what I definitely know squat always is squat goes I down almost, when my weight goes as down as soon as yes. as soon as I cut calories squat goes that's down. right like okay? it's it's wild to There's me. There's
1: something to do with the leverage, maybe even body fat and the weight, or it helps with deadlift. I think especially if you start to get kind of round, I don't think it helps. I think it hurts. Yeah, you see some of the top deadlifters, and they're
2: you know kind of long and lengthy, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Our next caller is Ruben
6: from Maryland. Ruben, what's up, man? What up, Ruben? Hello, guys. What's happening? How can we help you? Awesome, pleasure to meet you. I Love, love listening to you guys' show when I'm driving. It's definitely like my number one podcast and everything. So, thanks for all the uh, value and knowledge you guys are providing me. Like not only for like lifting, but also you know like family and just mental health and everything. I appreciate it, guys. Awesome, awesome. thanks. Thank you, man. So, my question: I'm gonna give you guys a little bit of background first. I'm a college student. I'm currently 20 years old lifting for two years, consistently like focusing on progressive overload and like my diet and all of that currently about 217 pounds at range, pretty high in body fat though. So like 28 to 30% body fat I've been able to build. Yeah. Considerable, considerable amount of muscle in those two years. But I want to be more like the 15ish range, just you know, to be happier with my physique and be healthier as well. Um, I've tried multiple cuts throughout those two years, but at first, I've always failed the cuts. Like at first, I thought it was just a lack of discipline, but I I now know it's because my metabolism was just too low, and I was cutting my calories too low, wasn't sustainable. So when I sent this question in, I was kind of like um, deciding, well, should I just do a cut, like a fat loss dedicated phase? Or should I reverse diet? Since then, I did reverse diet. I built my metabolism a little bit. I did it the wrong way though. I gained fat. I gained muscle and like strength and everything. But um, like I've also gained some fat. So I bought the reverse diet guide, um, and you know, used that. You know, followed it a little bit better. But I mean, I've still like I've I've gained a lot of strength and muscle like visibly. But I just don't want my weight to get any higher. Like I don't want to gain any more fat. I really just want to get down to that fifteen percent range. So I'm wondering, is it in my best interest to just, you know, stick with it, keep on reverse dieting, even though my weight might get kind of high and I might gain some more fat or just, you know, do this dedicated fat loss phase
4: at this point? Where are the calories at right now, bro?
6: Um, I am eating like 2,850 up from like 2,700 after doing it for about like three months.
1: And this is consistent, Ruben? I want you to be honest with me because I've never met a college student that was consistent with their, with their calories. <laughs> so every single day you're hitting... Well,
6: I- Yeah, well, I'm in community college, so I have a lot, like, I'm living (laughs) at home, so I have a lot more control over, like, what I eat. So I've been counting calories, like, consistently for about, I'd say, three or four months at this point.
1: So every single day, you're averaging about 28.50?
6: I would say so and the days that I eat like a little bit more I'll try to like average it out eat a little bit less the next day and I try my best on the weekends it's a little bit more intuitive but I mean I have been okay. doing it like it, this isn't my first time counting calories I did it before as well so I have like a little bit of an idea I need to be more disciplined on the weekends so I'll be honest when with the that.
1: Okay. when the weekend Yeah bro, you know how you know that. how much that'll throw you off right yeah, yeah. That'll make it. Yeah, not only will throw it off. It can either reverse it or it just makes it so that your progress is so painfully slow. That you feel like nothing's happening. Especially if
4: you're guilty of being just like how I was, which was if there was a day that you slept in, it would be the weekend. If there was a day you took off from lifting, it would probably be the weekend. If it was the day that you would make a worse choice diet wise, say pizza or beer, it would be mm-hmm. on the weekend. So. You start adding up all those things that potentially happen on the weekend and those weekends can really set you back. And that's why I don't know how long you've been listening to the show or if you've heard me say before, like one of the best hacks personally that I've ever had in 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 my in setting my goals and achieving them as far as like aesthetically was literally just focusing on the weekend and not even worrying about the week. If I just won the weekend, it set the tone for the week and I always had success. In the week. And I was already more active. I already had either work or school going on. So I was more more likely to follow a diet or make my meals. And so I can't stress how valuable it is to focus on those two days, even more yeah. so than the week.
1: Your your, your metabolism is not too slow. So, so okay, let me give you an example, okay? Let's say you're at a consistent, like you measure and everything. And it's like, okay, Monday through Friday, 500 calorie deficit Monday through Friday. So let's say, you know, for a fact, your maintenance is 2850. So you're 2350 Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday, come along a little bit more intuitive. You go 500 calories above 2850, which is not hard to do. It's super easy. You do it on accident. Okay. I do it all the time and I've been doing this for, you know, two and a half decades. So now for the week, for the week now, because of that weekend, you're only 1500 calorie deficit. You know what that means? That means you lose like one or two pounds of body fat a month. That's how much you're going to lose. And it'll be almost like you can't, you're not going to notice it. So you'll do three months. Uh, did the scale move much? Maybe you held a little bit of water. So the scale doesn't even show it. I do feel like I'm getting smaller, especially if you want to get built muscle. So now a little psycho, you know, the psychological effect is happening. You know what? It's my metabolism. This isn't working. I need to stop doing this. That happens all the time. And it's far more common in people your age, because you guys, you're doing a lot of different things. You got a lot of energy. You're going out with your week. I don't want you to like take that away from you, but if you want to see the fat loss, you got to be consistent seven days a week before you can diagnose yourself with having too slow of a metabolism. So if you're consistently 2850, if that's your maintenance right now, I would cut it down to let's say 2200, be very consistent every single day. Hit your targets, your your protein targets. So whatever your target body weight is, hit that in grams of protein. Be just as consistent with that, and I guarantee you'll see nice consistent fat loss. And then just stay consistent with it, and then you'll get down to fifteen percent, no problem. Ruben, have you do you
4: do you own a like a a Fitbit or an Aura ring or any any like tool like that? <laughs>
6: i've actually bought a couple like smart watches but to be honest with you like i really don't like wearing a watch man like it's just kind of uncomfortable yeah. for me <laughs> so i usually just go naked wrists but yeah. like i have had a couple in the past um and they've been they've been okay i mean yeah. i
4: the re- only reason why i ask is because again at, the, at your age with the stage you're at i remember having this massive epiphany when i first back then it was a fitbit or a, a, a body bug which is before all of these things. It was like the first one that had any real accuracy to your your uh, metabolism. And it was just super eye opening for me, you know. I just real. Th- this is where I adopted that whole philosophy of win the weekend because I yeah. I realized exactly what Sal was saying, and it was I was it was even more egregious than I could have thought. And He was
1: a personal trainer, training yeah. clients like this was his job. Yeah,
4: I'm like I, I should know better. And I and you know, I thought, oh, you know, but it can't be that big of a difference. It was. It was that big of a difference that. And I don't. I don't know your exact life. I don't know exactly what your weekdays look like compared to your weekend. I, just for me, it was very eye opening to see. Uh, the difference and how easily one or two days of me not moving as much, not training and or at making one or two, you know, off the off the menu type of uh, decisions could totally stall my progress. And so. I mean, I, maybe look into that, or just simply take the advice that Sal's saying, which is you got to really string the seven days a week consistent. Because you're not in a bad place. I mean, you're only five nine. You're eating twenty hundred. I'd love for you to be like three thousand to thirty four hundred, but I don't know how much you're moving. If you if you don't even hit ten thousand steps a day, you actually probably have a decently a decent metabolism based off of how little of movement in your size. So it's not you're not in a bad place. I think you just need to string. Some consistency together.
1: Yeah, and, and and it would like let me put it this way, Ruben. If if I had a controlled environment, I, if I could put you in a building where I watched everything you ate, and I in in this is in the context of your metabolism or your maintenance is twenty eight fifty. So let's just consider for sure that's your maintenance. If I had you in a controlled environment and I put you at twenty two hundred calories, we would get you to fifteen percent body fat, no problem. That's true. It's, <laughs> there, there's no problem. Okay, so. Uh, look, let me ask you this: Do you have do you, are, are you do you have a job? Are you able to 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 pay for things? I know college can you know it's gonna be tough or whatever. Because I have another recommend. Okay, if you want to invest in something that I think is going to ensure that this will happen, go to nutrisense.io forward slash mind pump. It's a CGM, continual glucose monitor, helps you monitor blood glucose. You can connect that to how you feel in your food, but it also comes with a nutrition expert on the other end. And you literally will enter your food in as you eat it. And if you don't, they'll know you ate something because they'll see your blood glucose move up and down. Yeah. So it's hard to, it's hard yeah. to fudge. And you're working with a professional who's going to individualize your diet with that. That's your best bet with nutrition. And for sure, 15% is within, you're not asking to get down to 6% body fat, yeah. 15%. You could totally do it. What, what are you, uh, what are you following program wise right now? Are you following one of ours?
6: <laughs> I don't follow one of yours. I do like, uh, you guys probably know the guy on, uh, like Social media, Jeff Nippard. I've been doing his programs. Also oh like, yeah, pretty good, like, you know those those programs. Where you're me. going wrong.
1: Those programs make people fatter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Really? <laughs> he's, he, yeah. he's messing with you. Dude. Yeah, Jeff Nippard puts out yeah. get fat programs. Yeah. No, no, no. I uh, he's got he's got he's got decent programming. Yeah. It's ours is better. We'll uh, let's send
4: him a workout program. Anabolic you, okay. or or even like a, a, well, it depends on his schedule.
6: What, how, how, how many days a week yeah. do you work out? To the gym. Yeah. I, ah that's, that's another thing. Another reason why I didn't want to buy like anabolic is cause I'm not gonna lie, just for my mental health, I need to go like four four days per week at least. Just cause like I mean I'm the type of guy that'll fail rest days. Like I'm supposed to rest and I'll like go in and, and like hit some arms or something, man. Yeah. Just cause like it's like getting the pump for like my mental Match health. 50? But I try to go like four days per week.
1: Mm, yeah, do you like to spend time in the gym? You know. Yeah. I mean you do your trigger sessions in the gym. Yeah, obviously. you can, but uh let's uh let me see here. It, look, if you promise to take the week deloads that are in the program, we look. Can can you promise me? There's there's deload weeks that are in the program, meaning for a week you're going to work out very light or not at all after every phase. Can you do that? Because I'll send like a you. A, deload, I, I'll like, send you like
6: we, a. At the a little bit to kind of like. I'll send you. you know. a...
1: will send you a program that'll kick the shit out of anything Jeff Nipper put out in terms of muscle. But you got to do the deload weeks, otherwise you'll overtrain.
6: Okay, I'll make sure to do those deload I'll weeks. Send you and that, then for the cut. What would you guys say are like three or four pillars that I should focus on every day to be successful with the cut?
1: Okay. Let me start with the program. I'm going to send you MAPS Anabolic Advance. Follow that program. Sounds good. to a T. All right. Pillars. Hit your target body weight and protein from whole foods. Eat that first in every meal. Just do that. Just do that and hit your calories. I don't care about your carbs and fats. Just th- those you can balance out how you feel or whatever. Hit your protein target. And whole natural foods, eat that first.
4: And only utilize like shakes or bars in order to make that up. If you don't, right. Don't make, that's a, like a
1: last, you know, Like right, right.
4: a good goal is to always go after whole foods, get the protein that way. If you find yourself, it's, you know, seven o'clock at night and you realize you're, you know, 60, 70 grams behind on protein, have a shake, use it, use it like that. Otherwise go after whole foods.
6: Yep. That's it. I appreciate it guys. I, Thank you so much. <laughs> you got it, man. Right, for him, yeah, bro.
4: keep us posted. I'd like to hear where you're at in another month or two.
6: Absolutely, definitely will. Thanks, right, guys. Ruben. Appreciate you got it, buddy.
1: it. Yeah, that was. It's that's such a, such a classic. Yeah example right It's that so archety- uh, archetypal
4: uh, yeah, well, you know type, that's the yeah. example of is you guys are too old for him to even buy a program from you he's gonna buy from the kid just because he relates to him more just no. he's gonna, he's gonna, gonna listen off. to Why all your you, say
1: you guys we're all the same I'm young still okay.
4: <laughs> well, I'm the youngest guy you here on YouTube with your shirt off
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> what are you talking about bro <laughs> hey listen if you want to get fatter buy those other programs like <laughs> <laughs> it was a study did you see the look on his face I hope we we can cut that we gotta yeah. be able to cut can you that. believe me oh yeah. <laughs> holy shit Boy, man i've been doing it all wrong no there was this study you'll put it up here my editors that shows that jeff nippert's programs make people fat so you can read that if you want <laughs> i wouldn't follow
2: it i wouldn't follow this <laughs> if <I were> you. <laughs> our next caller is holden from virginia holden what's up man how can we help you not much
7: no, no place i'd rather be right now hey. uh, same, same here hey, hey. my
4: man Calm nice. down, you're going to get a program, bro. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: nice. Nice. He's all that's it. I'm out. All right. What's the question, yeah, bro? Yeah, how
7: can we help you? Yes. Um so my question is uh I've been doing like a lot of uh lifting exercise uh over the years and um I also have like a little bit of a medical history. Uh and I did some testosterone tests uh a couple years ago. Um and they came back at like 267. 275 time, uh, or, uh, like number. And then, uh, I got some more recent tests, uh, and they've been up in like the, like four fifty to 500 range. Um, like as a 23 year old. I know that's like kind of low. Um, so I kind of want to see what, like, what are maybe some things that, uh, I could do to, you know, raise that or, you know, kind of keep improving, uh, my gains in the weight room.
1: All right. Um, what did you do to go from two to, to more than double your testosterone in that first round?
7: I, I really didn't do anything. I was uh pretty shocked. Um I don't yeah, I was uh I was thinking the numbers going to come back, you know, right at the same range. Um I don't really think I felt too much different. Um you know, I know at the time I was in college. Um so maybe, you know, like a week before maybe I was just like more stressed, but I know multiple t- tests came back at um the 260s and then I've had the past two or three tests come back at those 400s. I'm not I'm not really sure what I did. I really it didn't change much in that time. The
1: stress could have done that. Yeah. So let me see here. The first test was September yeah. of 2021. This the the higher testosterone tests were done. Uh, let's see June, about June of eight, eight nine months later, were you still in? Like, was your lifestyle any different? Were you in college? Out of college? Girlfriend? No girlfriend. No girlfriend. Girlfriend.
7: No. No. Never had a, like a girlfriend or anything in the time frame. Um, I mean, I was in. Uh, I think the the last. 400 uh, the first 400 one that came out I was still in college and then the other two uh, have been you know since being out of college uh that's what I remember Okay, that I mean, could do that just in self. so
1: so just so you know especially in young men um testosterone can vary wildly depending on lifestyle, sleep, thought patterns, infection, nutrient deficiencies. This is a big one. A lot of a lot of men, a lot of young men don't realize that they maybe have suboptimal levels of certain nutrients that can negatively in pretty profound ways affect testosterone, things like vitamin D or zinc, uh, copper, selenium, certain minerals. Um, Boron is another one. Sometimes that'll, that'll be, you know, too low and cause like bound testosterone to be more bound up and not free. So there's a lot of things that can cause testosterone levels to fluctuate. Typically what you want for good, healthy testosterone levels are, You want to make sure you're free from nutrient deficiencies. That's a pretty easy test, right? So you could go to your doctor or, you know, Dr. Cabral's team. uh, Maybe Doug, you get that link for me so I can give it to them. They have at home nutrient tests where you could look at certain blood, you know, levels of certain key nutrients. And if those are low, really easy. You just supplement with them and you get those back up. So nutrient deficiencies, you want to have good sleep. The biggest challenge with young men is that they go to bed and wake up at different times during the week versus the weekend. And so what happens is you go to bed at a certain time Monday through Thursday, you wake up at a certain time Monday through Thursday, Friday you stay up late, Saturday you stay up late, you try to sleep in. But what it does is it throws off your circadian rhythm. Come Monday or Tuesday, now you've got some jet lag. So you're essentially giving yourself jet lag. Every single week that'll negatively affect uh testosterone. Okay.
7: Um, yeah, and I um I also I have like a medical history. I actually um uh I had like cancer when I was younger. So mm. uh like part of the reasons I got those exams was just like uh being able to check that. Do you think like I mean I know the doctors said, you know, that definitely like made a difference in my testosterone with you know getting medications when I was younger. Do you think could um mm. like that kind of like obviously that had an effect? What are maybe um not other items I could do, but maybe just like different adjustments that may be like more unique for me if that's, you know,
1: no. Okay. So cancers are quite unique. I don't, I'm not going to comment too much on that because I don't want to speak outside of my expertise, but the general advice that I'm I'm giving you is, is going to apply to to pretty much anybody. Now, whether or not that's going to affect you as much as somebody who hasn't had, let's say chemotherapy or cancer treatment, um, you know, you might have less of an effect. Nonetheless, you know, getting good sleep, adequate sunlight, high protein diet, lifting, weights appropriately, not overtraining. All of those things will positively affect testosterone regardless of who you are. Now, what that upper limit is, uh, that can be determined by things like genetics and, or maybe previous treatment. You were young when you had t- uh cancer. If you don't mind me asking, was it, what was it, a blood cancer, or testicular cancer?
7: Uh, brain cancer.
1: Oh, okay. I see. So you had, so you, you went on some, some stints of chemotherapy. Yes. Yeah. That could affect your testosterone. Now you're in the in the 490 range you're not are you are, do you feel symptoms of low testosterone as well
7: uh I don't think so I mean <laughs> I grow hair and I can build uh build muscle um and yeah I wouldn't like I have a sex drive but like I also don't know how that's relative to another person like I can't you know just like see how they feel too
1: did you notice a difference when you were at 490 versus when you were in the 200 uh, range you did notice
7: I, I did not notice. I was thinking the last test I took, I was thinking it was going to be in the 260s. I think I actually felt like a little bit um, like less energy, even though I was kind of a little bit healthier and out of college. So I, I was pretty surprised that it was still uh, in the 400s.
1: Was there a big difference in your free testosterone? Because you're giving us the total.
7: Uh, I am not sure about that. That is something I would have to look at.
1: I want you. Okay. So here's, here's why I say, look at that. It's probably a lot higher uh, the second time around with the higher test. But sometimes what happens is your t- someone's testosterone levels will go up, but then so much of it will be bound uh, by sex-binding uh, globulin hormone that it makes it essentially not active. So sometimes you'll see a man with a good total, but low free. So they'll have symptoms of low testosterone because when it's bound up, it can't be used. So I would look at the f- the free testosterone. That's actually what matters more and see uh, if that was a big difference as well. Because what might have happened, I doubt it, okay, but what might have happened is your free might have changed a little bit, but the total changed a lot. In which case, okay. then there may be some other things to look at. Are you working with a hormone specialist with all of this?
7: Um, I have talked to the endocrinologist, um, but it hasn't been, like, anything too serious. Like, it was kind of the conversations were more looking into the TRT when the numbers came back low since yeah. they kind of come back higher. I haven't really talked uh, too much about it.
1: Okay. So if you go to mphormones.com, um, they work with doctors who are specialists with hormones. And now, d- depending on your circumstances, okay, but there are m- medical interventions. Now, nutrient deficiencies aside, if there's a nutrient deficiency, I would take, obviously, that's first. But that aside, um, there are medical interventions that you could do before having to take testosterone that could raise testosterone. So there's like things like in HCG. HCG, and in young men they typically go that route first because they want to maintain things like fertility and obviously you don't want to be on testosterone. You know, it, it's being on testosterone if you have to, that's fine. But if you could raise it with in HCG, go off and keep it high, obviously that would be more ideal. So I would I would definitely talk to them and see what they say.
7: Okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah, so, but, are you follow any maps programs? Uh, no, I am not
1: maps anabolic yeah Uh, let's send you maps anabolic dude
7: that's a great program nice yeah and um another thing like you know everyone you know says thank you for all you guys do uh you know can't thank you guys enough i would have uh found you guys uh right after like my freshman year of college and um i have no idea where i'd be at if i wouldn't you know listen to you guys in terms of um you know lifting exercise and even like some of the professional uh business side so definitely can't thank you guys enough um, and then I'm also originally from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, I know you guys talk about the Amish a lot. So that's kind of like the home of the Amish. So. <laughs> so always cool to hear you guys talk about that. Uh,
1: that's awesome. Okay. Cool. Good deal, man. Thanks. Yeah. Enjoy MAPS Anabolic, huh?
7: Awesome. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. You got very it. Easy. Thank
1: you very much. Yeah. The, the, I don't want to have to, you know, get into too many details. And this again, I'm speaking way outside of my scope. Yes. But there are definitely uh, areas of the brain that, you know, uh, that that help regulate hormones that could be affected. Obviously, we don't know what the sure. details are. About that, so so I want him to talk to a specialist to figure out, you know, kind of what's going on. But ultimately, total testosterone. Could it be higher? Yeah, but if he doesn't have symptoms, it's okay. Yeah, he doesn't sound like he's complaining about that. Yeah. I don't know why he's.
4: I mean, that hung up on it if he feels probably because okay. the first one was so low. Yeah, sure, just the you know? numbers. Yeah, sure, and that could easily be just stress from school, Bro, dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's school, not getting the best sleep, knowing a test is on Friday. Bro, you didn't I study. Trained, like I mean, that, that I trained. I easy. trained
1: a man in his. This is a, let me see. How old was he? He was in his mid to late thirties at the time. He tested in the high two hundreds total. We, he changed his diet, sleep, stress. He was overtrained like crazy. So cut down all his training, put him in a calorie surplus or whatever. Six months later, he went from the high 200s to 900. He tested. In fact, they thought it was, they tested again and again and again. And it kept coming out, you know, between eight to 900. So you can really affect testosterone with your lifestyle, big time. You can make a huge impact. Look, if you like the show, head over to uh, mindpumpfree.com. And check out all of our free fitness guides. We have a lot, and they'll help you with your health and fitness. You can also find us on Instagram. Justin is at MindPumpJustin. I'm at MindPumpDeStefano, and Adam is at MindPumpAdam.
2: Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at MindPumpMedia.com